Welcome to Women Waken, a podcast that helps you heal spiritually from trauma in relationships, childhood, and early life conditioning to shift from a place of codependency into a divine feminine state of love, harmony, and abundance. On Women Waken, we begin the journey to waken from the idea that we need to prove our worth into the divine feminine state of knowing our worth. I'm your host, Whitney Walker. I'm a licensed mental health therapist, and I specialize in substance abuse, addiction, eating disorders, trauma, and spirituality. I'm also a human being who has experienced most of the issues that I explore on this show. On today's Identify and Heal solo episode, I wanted to speak with you all about identifying our sexual needs and boundaries. So this can be from anyone, whether you're single or partnered, It's just kind of diving into the exploration of what do we really want? What do we really feel comfortable with? And how do we feel most safe when it comes to acting on, honoring, and experiencing our desires, pleasure, and joy in sex? So take a listen and enjoy. Hey, everybody. Whitney here with an Identify and Heal solo episode. And on today's episode, I'm going to jump back in to this topic and subject of relationships, sex, intimacy. As you know, I've done a lot of episodes around breakups and not settling for less and not having low-grade connections with people. Yet, I want to talk today a bit about the fact that we can all have the best intentions for what we want for ourselves. We can all declare that we want to hold out and wait for somebody who respects us, who we feel safe with, who we have a true loving connection. However, we're also human beings with human feelings and desires and needs. So the exploration I want to bring up today and also sort of the question I want to throw at everybody is... How do we decide and identify our boundaries and our comfort and safety zone when it comes to playing around with intimacy, sex, connection, potentially outside of a relationship or in a new connection? Because it's still going to happen, right? Again, as I've spoken to so often, if you're listening to the show, you're probably ready to meet the one. Yet... There can be opportunities that arise that you might be tempted by or you might be interested in. They're not all bad. So I just wanted to bring this up because as is often the case, this is something that's come up for me. So I'm just going to go ahead and air my laundry for you all. I hope it's not TMI. I won't go into details, but I'll explain why I wanted to bring this up because I've been fielded with this question, considering this question. And I wanted to bring it to you all for those of you out there who, maybe like me, are not in a committed relationship, have not found their person. And to put it out there, it had been a long time for me. It had been almost a year since I'd really been with anybody in a seriously intimate way. I haven't had sex with anybody. 
I had somebody at the beginning of the year I was dating who we, you know, when you're like making out and feeling up and all that, but we didn't go below the belt. That was sort of, yeah, which I mean, sounds so middle school, yet I was listening to my intuition. I think I've spoken to this situation, but I just felt like I just don't want to. I don't, we could, I know they want to. Uh, It might be kind of fun, but I just am not feeling it. And sure enough, when I was trying to make it clear that I was going to wait until we were more you know, established in terms of that we were consistently dating exclusive, they just dipped out. That's not, that's not what they were looking for. So I haven't really been with anybody in almost a year. And then, as you know, I'm on the road, I'm traveling, and I stayed in an Airbnb at an awesome farmhouse in Canada. It's sort of further east. It's in Quebec, Canada, south, almost right on the border, actually, of New Hampshire. And it was such a gorgeous place. And I've had the best time driving through Canada because all the leaves have started changing. And it's just so beautiful rural spaces. I did go through Montreal, which is a cool city, although very crowded and a little bit hectic. I know I do have a lot of Canadian listeners out there because a few of you have reached out to me on my Instagram, which I would love for everybody to do. But shout out to all my listeners in Canada. Your country is so beautiful. So I stay at this place. And when I you know, I'm about to check in, the owner messages me on Airbnb app. And she says, Oh, I'm not home, but my son and his friend will let you in. And of course, my little brain says, Oh, boys, <laughs> who are these boys? Who will they be? Our son? Like how? How? I mean, you don't know, right? Are they in high school? Or are they, you know, in their 40s? You don't know. But, you know, I tend to be a, uh, I don't know that I'm very flirtatious. I'm n- I've never really been like, the biggest flirt, but I do love men. I will say that, right? I have the Women Waken podcast. I'm definitely not against men. I have some qualms and some questions about the way things are and the way things are run and how it's established in systems that were created predominantly by men with the absence of any feminine influence. That I have a problem with. Obviously, a lot, it goes broader than that, my issues with the dominance of men in our society and the history we have with them, which also ties into this whole conversation is how do women even really learn what we want when for so long we've been told not what we want, not what we're that we're supposed to explore that, but just what we're supposed to do. That we it's not really even important what we want. Right? We're really just supposed to get on our backs and be a receptacle for men. <laughs> Sorry if that's kind of crude, but it's what we've been told for so long. So not only are we exploring what we actually like with sex, but also how do we make choices around it? Because for a long time, we didn't have a choice. Women didn't have a choice. They were told who and when to have sex with people. And then as even as have even as things have evolved and become more liberated for women in sex, when you have that so deep in our generational trauma and DNA, at our hearts, we still don't always know what we want or how to go about conducting ourselves sexually. So that's why I bring this up. Anyways, back to the Airbnb. (laughs) So I go and there are two very handsome young men in their late 20s who are basically hosting the house. And this house is this big old farmhouse. They have a hot tub. I'm there the whole weekend. And I was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) who knows what could happen? Long story short, short. even though this person was very tall. One of them was kind enough to give me a whole tour of the farm the next day and took me on an ATV ride. And we had a great time talking and chatting and went in hot tub that night. And anyways, before I left on Sunday, we we ended up 
that everybody else in the Airbnb all at once, including the family that own it and his friend, who's their son, they had to leave, like all of a sudden just leave immediately. So we had the house to ourselves. We ended up just like staying for a few hours because I had to leave as well. I was checking out and had to get to my next, next Airbnb. And I was really attracted to him. And I was, you know, going through all the thoughts of, is this a good idea? Is this a bad idea? Is Am I going to feel good about myself when I leave if I decide to give in to this attraction, this draw? Because we were like sitting on the couch together. I did a tarot reading for him, <laughs> to be honest, because that's what I do <laughs> when I'm feeling it with a guy. I, I don't even do it consciously as like a litmus test of like, let me see what's in the cards for him so I know if he's <laughs> what his energy is. It just kind of, it's like a nice, I don't know, it's kind of like a fun icebreaker with somebody really to like be like, let's pull some cards for you, see what's up. And he's in a transitional phase, right? He's in his late 20s. He's going into a Saturn return. I've become convinced that I'm sort of this like fairy that comes in for men's Saturn returns because I can't tell you how many men in their late 20s that I've dated and I am now 38. And this goes back like years. I just tend to meet men who are at this time in their life. Anyways, needless to say, we did end up kissing and fooling around. I did not, you know, end up going all the way with this dude before I headed out. But we, you know, we had a good time. And it was a fun time. And I was able to set my boundaries in terms of knowing that I didn't want to actually have full on sex that just didn't sound good to me. Because you go, as, as I've talked about before, there's a lot of stuff that women have to think about once we decide to let them in, right? Okay, now am I going to have a yeast infection? Am I going to have a bladder infection? Could I be pregnant? Does he have an STD? He said he was clean. Is he sure? I don't want to deal with that. And also, you know, it's a very intimate <laughs> thing, obviously, but it's also a big deal to do if you know you're never going to see anybody, see somebody again. However, it can also be kind of nice when you know that you can't possibly see someone again because it means you're just honoring and living in the moment and enjoying this one bright light of a second, a moment to experience one another and then move on. Anyway, so I ended up, we had a good time for like hours and hours and he asked if I could stay and I couldn't stay. I had to keep going. So I honored and I could, I could have changed my, you know, I could have blown off my next Airbnb, but I didn't. I honored what I was doing and I stayed the course and I left and I didn't give him my information. I didn't share any of my social medias, nothing. He didn't even know my last name. So he has zero ways of finding me. And that's really freeing. And I don't know his last name, which is great because I can't try to stalk him, which I would try to do because even though it was just one night, I still, you know how it goes. Like you kind of play over what happens in your head. And it was a really nice thing. And I will say I feel excited because it feels in the right direction because the last person I dated before I left Bend, where I was living for 10 months, was a really nice guy who was a lead singer in a band. And he was very kind and very thoughtful and actually courted me and took me on dates. And we didn't even end up doing anything because he was very much a gentleman and knew that I was leaving. And we just were really developing more of a friendship and connection. And this felt like that as well. I didn't feel pushed in any way. He in no way made a move until I <laughs> just couldn't hold back anymore. And I gave that that green light that us ladies know that once we put it out there, they're seeing the bat signal. They're like, I, I read you. So enough about me. I just wanted to offer this because I had a great time and I don't feel bad about it and I don't regret it and I don't feel like I shouldn't have done it. I actually feel... Like it was exactly what I needed. And I can't help but feel like I almost manifested it, that it was kind of a divine gift because of the exact circumstances which I listed. I was able to have a need met, which is I was getting, you know, I was missing touch. I was missing intimacy. And it's not even like 
It doesn't have to be like the, you know, hardcore, intense passion. It's just like kissing and being touched and being held and just all the nuanced, amazing things about sexual intimacy that are just so incredible. And I was missing it and I was getting frustrated. You know, I was having, it was kind of consuming my thoughts a little bit. And this was really nice. I feel less focused on it. I feel less sort of fired up about and impatient. And I also feel like it was a bit of a gift because now when I do meet my person, because I know it's happening soon, I really do want to take it slow. I will say that. Here are my thoughts. I would love to hear any of my listeners' thoughts on this, but I think that there's nothing wrong with, we can call it quote unquote casual sex, even though I don't believe in that. And let me tell explain this. I think you can have a casual encounter like I did. However, there's no way to escape the repercussions. I I don't feel much, I'm not like, you know, forlorn after leaving this guy, but he's on my mind, you know, a little bit, but it'll pass easily because I have no contact with him and it was only one, a few days that we spent together, right? But there's nothing wrong with having intimacy with somebody that you're not partnered with. However, most people realize that the highest level of connection and sex and intimacy is when there's love. And I've spoken to this before is that I realized that I don't like casual encounters because no matter who it is, right? If I get involved with somebody and we're seeing each other and we start having sex, I'm wanting love. I'm wanting it to be leading towards love. Even with this guy, it was a nice experience because he was very loving and affectionate and complimentary. And it didn't feel like one of those sleazy situations where you you know, you know, you both just really want sex and you're not really even aware of each other. We've got actually gotten to know each other pretty well before this happened. So I don't want to sound like I'm contradicting myself. What I'm saying is that I'm offering the idea that maybe there can there be an in-between, yet it's up to us to identify, that's the whole point of this episode, identify what our personal comfort level is with that. So I wanted to give this anecdote, my personal experience, because it kind of sheds light on, hey, I found something that worked for me. And I felt like it really was handed to me where we're saying like, hey, we hear <laughs> my guides. I feel like, all right, girl, we hear you. You're horny. <laughs> you need a little relief. Here's a safe offering where you can do this and you can move on from it and you don't have to get stuck in it and get spun up in something that's not meant for you for the long term. And I did. And I feel good about it. And it was nice. It was such a nice surprise. I'm a sucker for a good surprise, right? Like something out of nowhere, circumstances, meeting somebody, a delightful experience that was just you did not see coming. And that's what it was. And now I move on. So I'm not saying I'm going to keep doing this. I mean, <laughs> I can say that I'm now kind of thinking in the back of my head with each Airbnb I go to like, oh, <laughs> who's going to run this one? Which my friend made a good point about whether or not there are some men out there that uh, start Airbnbs because it's almost like a in-home dating site if you want to – I mean, that sounds terrible, but you know what I mean. Like you're going to have guests coming to stay and it's a much more conducive environment to like actually casually getting to know each other and seeing what happens without having to like go on an app and say like, oh, let's try and date. I think people have probably met through Airbnb. And obviously, I'm staying on the side of people who are respectable and well-intentioned because goodness knows doing that with the wrong intentions could be really upsetting. But that's not what I'm talking about. But there's also so many outlets out there where you just – you wouldn't expect it, but you can meet people in the most interesting of ways 
and it doesn't have to be on apps. Nothing wrong with them, but I know a lot of us are frustrated with them, right? They, they are a little tough. It's tough out there on the apps. So my question for you all is to explore what is your comfort level and how do you get your needs met sexually and how do you know what your needs are when you're in this in-between time and even in relationships, right? I'm just going to put it out there that this goes for both, right? Because when you're in a relationship, you're also trying to navigate how often do I want sex? How often do I want sex versus how much my partner wants sex? Are we compatible that way? Do we have very different preferences? What do we, when we're having sex, what do we like, right? So it's all, it's frequency. It's, you know, the, the content, the quality of what you're doing, the actions that you're engaging in, positions, you know, different fetishes, different kinks, different things that you like, right? How do you navigate that? How do you learn how to set boundaries and state what you want? Because like with this guy this past weekend, I told him, I said, I'm not going to have sex with you tonight. That's not happening. (laughs) I'm leaving right after and I would not feel good about that. And they said, absolutely. I respect that. Whatever you want. I'm here for it. So, and you can also in relationship, it's important to be able to say, listen, I don't want to have sex every day. It doesn't feel good to me to feel the pressure when I come home to have to have sex because I'm exhausted and I just want my time to decompress. Or you might say, other people feel, hey, it's really important for me to have sex every day because feeling desired by you and feeling seen by you and being close to you is so important to me that it relaxes me. It makes me feel connected after a long day out in the world. And we have to explore with our partners about where they are with that so that we're both working towards getting our needs met, feeling in our safety, our comfort, our secure zone. Because we always want to feel safe and secure with everything we're doing. So back to establishing our boundaries with sexual engagement. It's important to think about it ahead of time. Again, things can come out of the blue, out of left field, like this situation. And I had to kind of pivot a little because I had made the declaration of nothing casual until I find my person. But in the situation, I felt like it was a really, again, just kind of a gift. Like it was a gift of a safe connection that just presented itself and suddenly we had a house to ourselves and it was there to maybe enjoy just a little bit of kissing and touching while I'm waiting for the real deal. And I had to ask myself, is there really anything wrong with us? And sometimes there is. You know, as I've spoken to, I've had times in the past where I met someone and I knew that if I pushed it a little and kind of found a way for us to spend time together that we could probably hook up, get it on, whatever. But I knew that it would have repercussions. I knew that I would get stuck on them based on, you know, if they hit on my old wounds. Again, as I've spoken to, a lot of the times trauma is picking the people that we seek out to be connected to. We're saying our trauma is saying, ooh, ooh, this will fix it. This will make me feel better. So we seek out men who, in my case, are indifferent and aloof and not that interested because I feel like if I can get them interested, it'll make, it'll, cure me of feeling like I'm not worthy and lovable by most men. But this felt different. This felt like someone who we genuinely had a great talk and we're just kind of friendly engaging with one another and flirting and it was just kind of happening. And I thought, do I need to hold on to these rules so tightly? And obviously sometimes rules are in place for a reason because sometimes we slip and we say, oh, well, maybe I don't have to. And then we do what we said we wouldn't do and we feel bad right? Yet other times, 
maybe our rules are too hard and fast. Because again, with this situation, like when you're in between relationships, again, it can get lonely out there. You can crave the connection with another person. I had a time a few years back where I had been completely celibate for a year, kind of similar to now, and I jumped on Tinder and I found someone and I I just said, hey, I'm, to be honest, I'm just looking for someone to hook up with and have a good time with, which (laughs) all the ladies out there know it's like shooting fish in a barrel. (laughs) It's pretty much the easiest game in town to get on Tinder and just start telling people you just want to hook up. They'll literally guys were just like, oh, I'm I'm at your doorstep. I'll just, I, oh, I can, I'll come over right now. Um, I'm on my way. And, um, and that was fine. That didn't turn out the best because we did live in proximity to each other. And even though it wasn't a match in terms of our interest, our values, who we were, I got attached because we were having sex, you know, multiple times we hung out, we had a good time. And you just can't, at least I can't help but going to the place of like, why don't they want to get serious with me? What, what do they think of me? Am I not pretty enough? Am I not the dis- enough? And am, am I not good enough? And the situation I had this past weekend allowed me to sidestep that because I knew that I was going to go on my way, continue my path of the spiritual calling that I've had to come into this region of the of New England, of the Northeast, and do my thing. And all I, I was most focused on, why do I want these needs met? What needs do I want met? And what will I be getting from this situation? Because I think too often, again, speaking of the history of women and sexuality, the question has never been about what does the woman want? It's how do I do, how do I please this man? Or really, okay, I'll just do whatever this man wants, whatever this man tells me, whatever they say they need, that's what I'll do. And sadly, that is still far too common where women have no connection with their own desires or wants or have any idea how to speak up for it. All they know is to comply with requests from males. And that's, you know, a very conservative point of view and standpoint. Yet again, it's just, it's very common. And I I just, I mean, if that's what you want to be, I'm not knocking it. I'm not, if there are women out there who love just being, just being there for their partner, for their man, just being there to tend to them and offer them, them offer themselves to them and serve them in that way, if you feel good about it, if you feel like it aligns and feels safe to you and is in your comfort zone, I'm not knocking it. I just think that it's a little bit challenging to completely give ourselves over to someone else's needs and whims and to not connect with our own. I don't personally believe that ever results in us feeling solid and connected and good about ourselves. I'd be happy to explore that with somebody who would disagree with me on it, but that's just my point of view. So basically what I'm talking about is owning your sexuality, opening, owning your desires, opening to your desires, I guess is what wanted to come out because desires are natural and they're awesome. And desires are different than trauma impulses, right? Trauma impulses are the thing that are like, ooh, ooh, can I seduce this person? Can I get this person to want me? Desire is like, my God, I feel on fire when I'm next to this person. And I just want to kiss their face and maybe sit on their face. Sorry if that's too graphic. And just get all up in them. And I don't think I want anything else but just that. And I want to just go for it and see what happens. And the question is, what do you choose? That's the ultimate question always is you are free to make your choice. So we use historical data to decide, is this for my highest good or not? 
We use historical data to decide how can I do it differently this time so that it can feel for the highest good for me, right? And of course, to shift it a little, we want to be mindful of the other person because it does happen sometimes where someone is really into us and we're kind of neutral about them, but maybe we're really attracted to them, but we, right? Like we're we're like, okay, I could use like, you know, some pleasure. I could use an orgasm. I could use some, you know, dry humping, (laughs) whatever you're into, But you know that they're kind of looking for something else. We want to be mindful. It's not just all about us. But I'm obviously doing this episode to empower women and inspire everyone and anyone listening, really. You don't have to be a woman. It's whoever's making sexual decisions, which is all of us, to really feel like you're able to think for yourself and make choices considering yourself. And it even goes back to episodes I do about the inner child where we don't want to abandon that part of us that says, please don't do this. So that's when you also check in with yourself, right? When I was with this guy, I didn't have any of those stop signs. I didn't have any of that part of me that was like, no, please. It was like, it just felt like floating. Like we were just like, we just found ourselves like spending the day together and all of a sudden everybody left and we just floated into this beautiful scenario where we're like, hey, (laughs) it's just you and I now. And we wanted to kiss, so we did. So feeling empowered to make choices, exploring, identifying what are your boundaries, right? Maybe some of you have realized, hey, Whitney, the story you said is great, but for me, no matter what, I don't like to just casually hook up with somebody because I just feel like I abandon myself. I get lost. I When, when that happens, I don't know how to ask for what I want, like, you know, I don't know how to draw the line, right? Because again, some people, when we start, it's like when you cross that line with somebody, you know, it's like you can't get off that train. My friend and I were joking, but she said, oh, yeah, I've done that before where I've said like, oh, I'll just fool around and won't have sex, but I always end up having sex. And I'm not saying that she, it's because she was, you know, losing control. It's just also you can lose, you know, in the passion, in the moment of passion, in the throes of passion, whatever the term is you can lose yourself a little bit and just kind of, and it is hard to not give in, you know, and be like, oh, let's just go for it. This is feeling good. Let's just, and there's nothing wrong if you do. Again, if I had had sex with them, nothing wrong with that. I just felt like it would stick with me a little more, no pun intended. (laughs) And that I just wasn't ready to go that way with somebody that I was literally about to like, as soon as we were done, I was gonna have to walk out the door. That just felt a little uncomfortable. You know, for me, it's like, I wanted to save something for, for me. And for him to always wonder about. <laughs> so identifying where your comfort level is, but also your needs and desires, both in relationship and outside. Are you feeling lonely? Are you feeling like you're not having enough connection? Are you feeling like you don't know how long it's going to be until you're in a relationship again where you have that safe, loving connection? But you've maybe met somebody where you're not interested, but you can tell there's an attraction there. There might be an opportunity to explore it. Is that something you want to explore? Could it be? Because here's the thing. It's also always wonderful to explore intimacy with many partners. That's my belief. Some people don't feel that way. But I think I think it's kind of ridiculous that people judge others who have had lots of partners. I say like, Sorry, I'm going to go out there a little bit because you know I'm woo if you're listening or if you've been listening to me. I've heard the theory that other species of beings in the galaxies and the solar system in existence in the universe don't have sex. Some don't even have emotions. I've heard the whole gamut of crazy theories about other species that humans are unique because we're this explosive, tumultuous, intense species that feels great, great defeats and great, great love and great, great pleasure and sadness and fear and joy and elatement, all these things. So 
my thought is have a good time with it, right? And try different. Every partner is different. Everybody has a different feel and a different flair and a different focus and a different way they touch and connect. And again, I'm not (laughs) encouraging people to rack it up and put yourself out there more than you want to. It's always about your level of comfort. But I'm offering this because maybe someone's been holding back and they've thought, I'm not dating anyone right now. And I just can't imagine just meeting people and being casual with them. And again, I know I get you. But if you find yourself just kind of coming together with somebody and it feels safe and it feels good, asking yourself, would it be so bad to explore this? And again, maybe the answer is yes. Yes, it would not be good. I really just want to wait until I meet the love of the rest of my life because I'm so tired of feeling disappointed or hurt or bad about myself because that's how I usually feel when I engage in these casual situations. I I just guess I feel a little bit surprised and wanted to share with you all that it is possible to engage with people and to have it be a beautiful thing and to almost be a stepping stone of, oh, wow, this is what I want. I feel safe with this person. It doesn't feel like the old flavor. It doesn't feel like my old tendencies. It's something new. It feels like it's coming from the heart. So I guess that's the question. Are there such things as heartful, casual connections, not just lustful, casual connections, where afterward you feel maybe a bit used, maybe a bit disappointed in yourself, maybe a bit confused about how you feel about this person, how they felt about you. If there's one, there can likely be the other but it's up to you to decide. And again, it, it ties into the idea of what is your what are your sexual desires? And that's a huge question. It's a huge question of what do I really want? Is it really that important for me to get laid? Is that what I'm all about? Or do I just sometimes miss touching somebody, holding somebody, being held by somebody, spending the night with somebody, having a warm, loving body next to me? exploring someone's body. I mean, when I, when I'm, the word that's coming to mind is like exercising, right? Exercising your sexuality, exercising your sexual body. Do we not want to stay a little bit in practice while we're taking the, the big break from serious relationships? I don't know. I'm not making the statement. I'm asking the question to you. I don't, again, I don't intend to like keep this up by any means. I feel like this was a very lucky gift that kind of helped me to get the exercise I needed, if you will. And now I'm on my way. And I I do think it'll help me for when I meet someone that I do feel like, whoa, what is this? This feels serious. Because I do personally think that when you meet someone that you think you might have a future with, the best thing you can do is to take it slow. Nothing wrong with going straight. I know so many people who got married with someone that they slept with on the first night. All right. Not judging that. My first boyfriend, we had sex on the first night, the first date. I was a mess back then. That was in my 20s when I was drinking and I was very drunk. But I was conscious about my decision. I knew what I was doing. And we were together. It didn't scare him away. And it goes back to that saying of you can't mess up a good thing, right? No matter what you do. Us women, we always go up, down, and sideways about, oh, well, if I hadn't have done this or if I had done this, if I texted better, texted less or whatever it is, if I'd worn a different outfit, then they would be more interested. No. If a guy is interested in you, he's interested in you. So it's not about that, but I just think about, I don't know, I mean, I'm more and more into the idea of Tantra, right? Like taking it slow, building the energy, sustaining the energy, right? Because the idea of Tantra is almost like this like recycled energy, like you push the energy to its peak and then you bring it back before it climaxes and you just, it's like pumping through your body because we often just jump so quickly into the sex, right? 
We're just like, let's get it in there. Let's go. And we're not focusing on just enjoying every part of each other's bodies. And that was something fun I got to do with this guy because he's younger, right? He's 10 years younger than me. And of course, you know, he just wanted to go straight for it. And I set my boundary. And then I said, hey, you know, it's not always all about that. There's so many ways to enjoy each other other than that. And so, you know, I kind of showed him some of my tricks and tips about that. And we had a great time. So it's about you deciding what you want while you're waiting for this higher relationship. Does it mean complete abstinence? Does it mean being open when situations present themselves? Because that's something else I will say. Again, I'm not knocking people who go out and seek it. I've done it before. But this came right into my lap. And so I couldn't help but feel that I manifested it a little because it's what I was really needing and wanting. And that my guides were listening to me. And were like, girl, you need to get some. (laughs) So... There are my thoughts on that, encouraging you to just take some space. Again, whether you're in a relationship and you need to think a little bit about, you know, I actually haven't been feeling satisfied in my sexual relationship with my partner, with my husband, with my fiance, with whoever. I think there's some communication needed because I haven't really told him that I would love way more sex or that I wish we could be intimate every day or that I don't really like intimacy every day and I can really, it's better for me to do it once a week or twice so that I'm really present when I do it. Because it's not really fun to not be present, right? When you're engaging intimately, because then it, you're, it's not really intimacy. You're kind of checked out. It's, then it's just kind of physical. So checking in with that is what are your sexual needs and desires? Establishing them ahead of time. What are your boundaries? So that if, bam, a situation presents itself to you, what choice will you make? Again, I'll always say for you to follow your intuition, to, to do a check-in with yourself See, listen to your inner child. Are there some red flags coming up? Are there some things saying, no, 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 please, right? How are you feeling? What do you want? If you've gone a long period of time without any form of connection because you've made this deal with yourself that you have to wait, check in and say, does that feel true to me? Do I feel like I have to deprive myself of any kind of connection, any kind of intimacy? It doesn't just have to be penetrative sex or you know, genital stimulation. It could just be holding, hugging. There are so many different outlets that people are more and more open to these days. They have hugging parties. They have cuddle parties for people who just want closeness. You can connect with somebody on Tinder and be like, listen, I just want to spend the night watching movies and holding each other, cuddling. I would uh, a little bit caution people to do that on Tinder because people might very well be like, yeah, yeah, I'm into that. And then they're going to assume that they're going to get to go all the way. But you know what I'm saying, right? Like you might find someone who's like, yeah, I'd be totally down. Maybe it's even like a coworker or a long-term friend that you're, you know, you're both kind of attracted to each other, but really you just want some time to uh, be held, to hold, maybe to kiss, maybe not, maybe just to hold hands and walk through the park. I don't know. But I think it also kind of brings up your juices, right? I think in a way when you do it and in the way that you're intending to experience with your future partner that you've envisioned, because I've done the episodes on visualization Be with people who make you feel how you want to feel with your partner. If you can find someone safe to share space with, to share some intimacy with, then you're both sort of fueling each other to get into that energy and away from potentially the toxic energy you've been in before of people who you felt used by, who you felt like it was just pure lust, who had that sort of roller coaster situation with where it was intense and passionate, but then you didn't know if they were going to be 
shitty to you the next day or not call you or blow you off or say something rude, but you kept coming back for more because they kept coming around. And you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about those dang toxic cycles, those you know low quality hookups that are can be hard to let go of. But what if you can find one that's at the level of what you're looking for in your soulmate partnership? And it's almost just like practice. It's getting you into that energy. Again, this is, I'm just spewing out what's coming to me after my experience. I'm not calling it the gospel. I'm not saying it's the truth. I'm just putting it out there. Maybe somebody's in a situation similar to mine and needs to hear it. But regardless of what you might think, the main theme, the main concept, the main message I'm giving to you in this episode is to check in with yourself, have a date with yourself to explore what are my boundaries boundaries with sexuality, with intimacy, with sex? What are my needs? What are my desires? What If I could really just put it out there exactly what I'm wanting sexually right now, what is it? Is it that I really want to have sex, penetrative sex, or do I just want to be held and have some intimacy? What are your needs? What are your desires? How can you feel safe having them before you're in an intimate relationship? Or if you're in an intimate, long-term soul partnership, how do you express to them if you haven't been able to what you're really needing? Because women deserve to be heard and to have their needs met. Women are this layered sexual being, right? Like men, I'll just, you know, I'll say it like they have their dicks and they rile it up and then it... (laughs) the firework goes off and that's what they're looking for. But women, we have this deep, you know, our sacral area goes deep. We got layers. I remember the first guy who really like brought me to full climax. Like I I felt like my, my whatever, you know, my sacral area, we can call it, it's even like your, it's your womb, it's your cervix, it's your vagina, it's all of it, right? It felt like an eight cylinder engine, right? Where like he was revving up the first, oh, but there's the second. It was like, it just kept rising. And that's what women are. We are this deep, passionate, sexual essence, and we deserve to explore that and to enjoy it. And that usually won't happen if we don't speak up and voice our needs and our desires. And we can't speak up and voice it if we don't know what they are, if we haven't identified them. So that's my request to all of you, my encouragement to all of you, because I think it's worth it. I think it's important because that is what can most lead us to enjoying or sexual connections, and also feeling safe and secure within them. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a beautiful day. Take care. (music) 